Good afternoon and welcome to episode five of From Heels to Wheels. It is Saturday, uh, June the 5th. It's 4.11 p.m. Central Time here in Houston, Texas. And this is probably the first time I've ever recorded on a weekend. Usually my recordings are Wednesdays or Thursdays. And this week has been a little bit busier than usual for me. Um, So I did not get a chance to record during the week, even though my intention was to do so um, earlier in the week, but it never happened. So, and that's okay. Cause we roll with the punches, right? So my, um, my updates, my surgery is still scheduled for Wednesday and anticipation is high for this, um, for this surgery. There is a certain amount of anxiety that goes along with having surgeries. My first two abdominal surgeries were for, um, were C-sections for my babies way back in the 80s. And obviously those, you you get a little nervousness, a little trepidation, but you're so excited to have a baby and, and, and you have an end result. You come home with this brand new baby and you're busy and all of that. And, and so the surgery is really quick. My third surgery was a much, uh, earned and deserved tummy tuck. Um, when I was just probably a month or so away from my 50th birthday. That was the gift that I gave myself. And of course, I was a little nervous going into it, but there was a lot of excitement because it was, oh my goodness, after working out all these years trying to flatten this tummy after babies, I'm now going to be able to miraculously go to sleep, wake up, and I have a flat tummy. So that was a good one. Um, My fourth abdominal surgery was uh was just recent it was in march and it was the partial hysterectomy that was done laparoscopically and quite honestly i was not nervous going into it um it was almost like you know how you hate to go to the dentist but you it's on your schedule it's on your calendar you go to the dentist you go to work and you're fine um and that's pretty much the way that one worked it was my timing was just a few days um, when I was told that I was going to have surgery and from what, from when I was told, which was uh, Thursday evening and when it happened, which was Monday morning. So within those few days, I had so much to do, so much to get done, so much to plan. Um, I actually even went into work on that Saturday to get everything and, you know, up to date and done and assigned. Um, so I almost worked a full day on Saturday. So I was really busy. So long story short, all of these surgeries, there's not been a lot of time to think about it. Now, fast forward to this one. I knew on that Monday that I came out of my partial hysterectomy that there was a certain amount of treatment that would go along with my with my plan. And I knew there would be three um, chemo infusions and I knew that there would be a surgical procedure followed by three infusions. And so all along I've known that this was going to happen at some point um, from chemo treatment to blood work to CT scan to doctor appointment to now anticipating this. And I have to be honest with all of you, there is, even though I try really hard to stay very positive and I don't dwell on it. And and I've been going through the motions of doing certain things around my home and just preparing myself and just things that, you know, you, you have to do in your mind. You're thinking I have to do this 
because I won't be able to do it for a while. In that planning, I'm not thinking, oh my gosh, I'm not coming out of the surgery, therefore all this has to be done before. That's not my plan in my mind at all. But there is a certain amount of anxiety that comes along with preparing for the surgery. And so I don't know what to expect, even though the doctor has you know, planned accordingly and has explained to me that there's a certain amount of downtime and you know, she doesn't want me driving for at least the first 10 days. Um, she doesn't want me um, exercising for a certain amount of time. There's, there's a lot of restrictions that are going to happen as a result of this surgical procedure on Wednesday. But there's also the, I think, the mental and emotional restrictions that we realize there's certain things you can't do. And so therefore you want to do them. It's almost like when you go on a diet and you decide for 10 days, I will not eat whatever that might be. And all of a sudden you crave that more than ever before. It's kind of that way. Um, so I'm trying really hard um, to stay busy, which is very easy to do, which is why I didn't record earlier this week. And I'm also trying to stay positive um, for myself for to keep my anxiety level down. I don't want to go into the surgery anxious. I don't want to raise my blood pressure. I don't have blood pressure issues, but lately they've been um, elevated a little bit more, which everybody can understand the reasons for that. And I've tried to enjoy this downtime. So this is probably the first time since I started chemo that I've actually had time to feel well to not feel well for four days and then boom, there goes another infusion and now I'm feeling, you know, not myself for another week or whatever, however long that might be for that period of time. Because even though you're down for maybe one or two days completely, there's still a longer span of time that you're not feeling yourself and you're tired a little bit more and certain foods don't don't really look appetizing, certain um, food smells, just the thought of them make you nauseous. So it's really a lot longer than just those couple of days. And so I'm trying really hard to enjoy this time. Um, this morning, I went outside to the yard just to look at my patio and see what the flowers were doing. It's been raining here in Houston a little bit on and off, and I hadn't really had a chance to go out there and really look. And it turned into maybe about two to three hours of pulling weeds and trimming back trees and trimming back plants and whatever that was for me this morning. And then I decided to just sit under the umbrella and just enjoy being outside. Um, but sometimes in all honesty, being alone, quiet with my thoughts, my husband had gone out to just run a few errands this morning. So I was completely by myself in the backyard, um, makes you think. And sometimes those thoughts are good thoughts. Sometimes they're, oh my gosh, I remember when I did, or I know that I'm looking forward to A, B, and C when all of this is over and, and you're anticipating good things. So I try to, like I said before, I try to stay as positive as I can. But in part of that, there's also the, the mental um, stability or instability, I should say, of feeling, oh... Um, I remember when I did this and I wish I had not, or I wish that I had said this in a different way, or I wish I had 
not done this and disciplined my child um, for this specific thing because in retrospect, looking back, it wasn't really that serious. It's just things like that. Um, and I don't know if everyone goes through that, um, going through a diagnosis as mine, or it's just a matter of being a mom and feeling like you never did everything the right way, even though you worked as hard as you could. Um, I had a neighbor a few days ago. I've met a lot of my neighbors since I've been home. Um, I've lived in, in this specific section of this subdivision for three years, but I've been in the entire subdivision for almost 20 um, I've always worked, I've always been busy, and so I've never really had a chance to know my neighbors. And I was talking to a neighbor in passing, and she said something to the effect of, I think I've screwed my kids up totally. And it, it hurt my heart because I realized, you know what, we all think that all mothers, I don't know, fathers as well, and if you're listening, dads, you can chime in, you know, via email, but we always, as mothers, um, feel that we've never done the best job that we can. And I don't know, I know a lot of great mothers. I've had the beautiful blessing of being surrounded by very good, you know, mothers, um, both before, during, and after my upbringing, and recently with, you know, with my granddaughters, etc. But you never feel like you did a great job. So, and she said something to that effect. So I guess maybe it's just me being a mom um, that, you know, I second guess myself now after all these years. Now, mind you, my baby um, is going to be 33 years old in August, at the end of August. So my babies are long gone and grown. Um, this week has brought some interesting emotion to me specifically and to my husband as well. Um, a few days ago, I ordered my groceries um, through a third party um, because, and I've done this for a long time, so it's not a matter of because I've been, you know, unable to do it myself. It's just I've done it for a while, for several years now. I've enjoyed it probably maybe four years now. Um, I hate grocery shopping. It's a chore that I really prefer not to do, and so I, you know, I do have someone deliver them to me through a third party. And most of the time now through COVID, they, um, they tell you they're leaving them at your door and you wait for them to leave and you go. In this specific instance, this young lady knocked on my door. I thought she was knocking on my door to let me know the groceries were all there. And so I waited a second and then I went and, and opened the door and started bringing the groceries in. And as I'm grabbing bags, she's, I guess she was delivering the last load and putting them down on my doorstep and so I said oh my goodness it's so hot out there today but fortunately it's warm outside and not raining because we've had so much rain here in Houston and she I didn't notice anything different in her reaction and she did I think make a comment of yes fortunately I'm not you know running in the rain or whatever and then she left and and I brought the groceries in and my husband helped me and few seconds later, um, she texted me and said something to the effect of that she had to walk away quickly because seeing me, I've never seen her before, seeing me brought back memories of her mother's diagnosis and what they went through. And 
I, you know, proceeded to respond to her and said, you know, I'm doing well. Um, I'm so sorry that my opening the door brought that memory back to you. I'm sorry for that because I, I know how that feels. I said, I've been there. So, you know, I, and my mother had cancer too. And I remember going through that with her. So, you know, I understand that that side of it as the child side. And then she proceeded to respond to me and say she was going to keep me in her prayers. She was going to, um, uh, she gave me, she sent me her actual number, which, you know, when they respond to you back and forth, it's usually through their um, third party provider number. But she literally gave me her number and said, I am here for you. I please use my number for anything that you need. And I can't tell you, I literally, reading that text to my husband, had to choke back tears because it was so emotional to me, so touching that someone whom I do not know, I've never seen her before, I don't believe I've ever had her as my um, as my person to deliver my groceries. Um, and I was just so blessed by her words, by her reaction, by her reaching out to someone whom she does not know. Um, that really touched my heart. And so I have to say, and, I, and my husband and I both commented on this as, as I was reading the text to him, we have so many angels out there. We have so many people out there that take the time to to say something to you. There are a lot of people that are afraid to, don't know what to say, um, and they could be your closest friends, but they just don't know how to communicate with you on that level. And that is okay because it is not an easy thing to do. But for someone that does not know you, someone that does not have any type of relationship with you to go that far, um, God bless her. God bless her and God bless all of you out there that are listening to this that have done the same thing. Um, I can't tell you what it means to us to have someone reach out that way. On Thursday... Um, I went to visit my granddaughters um, at their home and spend a few hours with them and their mommy. And they have a new puppy. His name is Oliver. So I went over to meet the new puppy and spend some time with them, brought them lunch, and just just spend some quality time with the girls. Um, my granddaughter, who is seven years old, just finished first grade. I can't believe how big she is already. She touched my heart and she's touched my heart since even before she was born because she's the first one and and they have a special place in your heart no matter how many you have after that um they're all special but that first one that makes you a grandparent is is just like that first child that makes you a mom or a dad um she is a gymnast and she put a choreography together, dance, uh, gymnastics, dance, choreography herself at her little age of seven years old, put this together and she set it to the music of the fight song. And 
when and she had so much emotion when she was performing this it was just so beautiful to watch and of course she's seven years old so you know we're talking about you know a performance of a seven-year-old who choreographed it herself but it was very well done and very inspiring and at the end of her dance we you know her mommy and i her sister all clapped you know great job and then she kept saying turning to her mom and saying mom you're gonna have to tell grandma the rest because i can't and so to make a very long story short apparently her mom explained that she had put this dance together to the fight song because she had been working on certain um, gymnastics moves and forgive me because I am not a gymnast and my my girls were not either so I don't really know a lot about but it was it, it was I want to say and forgive me if this is wrong but it was a backhand flip that she was working on and it was really hard for her and she was trying and she was fighting for it and apparently in the car one day on her way to school I think it was she started telling her mom how that was she was fighting for this to learn this just the same way i was fighting um to get well and of course in her seven years of age she only knows that grandma is sick that grandma's taking medicines that are causing me to lose my hair and get a little tired but that i'm going to be fine at the end of this so cancer has never come into play uh, chemotherapy has never come into play. We, I started by telling her very little, um, in little baby steps so that it wouldn't overwhelm her. Um, but in her connection with me, um, as her grandmother and spiritually as souls touching each other and being there for each other, she knows what's going on with me. And she said that she was fighting as much as grandma was fighting to get better. And I could not even, just looking at her before she even said what she needed to say, I was immediately choking back tears, trying so hard to stay strong. And I signaled to her to come to me and she came to me. And as soon as she came into my embrace, she, she was crying. And it was a heartfelt boohoo cry. Um, and I held her and I told her, I am fighting for you. I'm fighting for your mom. I'm fighting for your sister. I'm fighting for your daddy. I'm fighting to get better. And I promise, and I probably should not have said that because I can't promise this. I, I This is not my promise to make. But at the moment I felt it was the best thing I could say. I promise I'm going to get better. I promise that I'm going to fight this and we're going to be great together. And I said, Grandma's never, I said, I asked her, has Grandma ever um, made a promise that she hasn't kept? And she said, no. And I said, and I won't break this one either. And of course we hugged and kissed. And then, you know, as, as seven-year-olds do, you know, we, we uh, moved on to play games and watch movies and play outside and all that. But what an emotional week this has been for me. Um, I wanted to go see the girls. I wanted to spend this time with them because I knew that, you know, I'm restricted to driving for so long, you know, not a very long time, but at least long enough that I couldn't just decide I want to go see them today and go see them. And so that's why I went when I did. And so there have been a lot of, um, I want to do this because I won't be able to do it for a while. And so that kind of puts an emotional 
mental picture in your head of as if the surgery was my stopping point and it's not it is not my stopping point it is actually the peak of the mountain before i start to slide down the other side so i i'm trying so hard to think that way to look at it as the peak of the mountain um because once three weeks have elapsed i'm going to start chemo again and so it'll be you know chemo 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 and then um by god's grace it, i will be in remission and continue to get treated for my post care my maintenance care but i have every confidence in my doctors my surgeons all the staff all the people out there that are that are pulling this all together for me um in my family and my friends and my you know coworkers for their prayers and their positive vibes so if you're listening out there please think of it uh think of me positive in a positive light think of me as you know coming on the other side of this and and being victorious um and i've been playing the fight song ever since thursday i promised my granddaughter that i would listen to it daily because this is my inspiration um everything else is great i do feel really well i have energy um yesterday i was a little bit tired but i think it's because i had driven to and from to see the girls spend time with them and that was a little more activity than my body's used to um one is seven and one is going to be four in a few months so you can imagine how how much energy they have and a puppy um but it was it was a good time i enjoyed it they filled my spirit and my heart with so much love and and their mommy is just so special to me um i'm surrounded by so much love with my children and their significant others and the girls and and just friends and coworkers and you know i get text messages and cards and i had a wonderful visit with a friend of mine from my previous job last friday um she came over she sent me a text on thursday and asked if i felt up to company and i said absolutely and so she came after work and we ordered pizza and we had pizza and we talked and we caught up and you know had a couple of cocktails adult cocktails and you know she left after a few hours but it was just such a blessing it made me feel normal to have friends you know to visit with and enjoy some time she brought me this book i had never heard of it before but of course i haven't heard of every book it's called the women of the bible speak um it's by shannon bream and it's the wisdom of 16 women and their lessons for today i started reading it and it, it's so inspiring um i can't even begin to tell you how much i'm learning about the women of the bible even though i've read about many of them um it's brought into a different light so if you are looking for a good read i would suggest this is a good one um it's just something that that makes made me feel good or is making me feel good cuz i'm still reading it um it's just a blessing to uh to be touched by so many friends that just think of me and and just think even 5 minutes of your time you know um in this case it was more than 5 minutes and it was just so much fun to really talk and catch up with her but it was 
you know, getting the book and reading the book and then, you know, having cards from friends. I have a friend who sends a card just about every week. Um, sometimes she'll leave me a voicemail message. You don't have to call me back. Just want you to know that I'm thinking of you. Um, it's just really important um, to me. It helps me. It keeps me inspired. It keeps me energized. It keeps me feeling loved, appreciated. Um, you know, just just those little touches mean a lot so if you know of someone that's going through any type of illness whether it's cancer or otherwise and you're trying to figure out you know oh i don't want to bother them i don't want to call them they might be sleeping they might be this they might be that they might be the other and i know we can make so many reasons why we don't touch base with them because we are, are uncomfortable ourselves i would say send them a card send them a note um, it, it's, it means the world and I've gathered all of these. I'm keeping them all. I'm saving them and, and they will be part of me and my journey forever. Um, on a great note, my puppy Zena was adopted this week. She got listened to me. He, um, answered my prayers. I had prayed for her to have children and maybe up another puppy to play with. And she does. She has two little girls who are beautiful who are her new um, owners and a puppy who's exactly a year. Uh, his birthday was in April. He's a year old. His name is Gus and he is also a golden doodle. So I have pictures. We're going to keep in touch. I'm going to see her growing up, which brings me a lot of joy. I'm so, so happy that she has a new home and it's a great home. Um, I've cried so much over this puppy and I, cried the day that she was adopted. I've thought of her every day, um, but my tears were of joy knowing that she's set in a great home. And I pray that she continues to blossom and grow and that her little soul knows that my soul is still in tune with her and that I love her. And they're keeping her name Zena, so that makes me very happy as well. Um, I, this is about all I'm going to record today my friends. Um, next week, I will not be recording for obvious reasons. My surgery is Wednesday. I'm not to be home um, for two to four days after that, and I have no idea when I will be. My middle daughter is coming on Friday, and she leaves Monday um, after my surgery, and I'm home. So I will record the following week, and I will catch you all up to what is going on in my life after that. I know I'm going to have great news. I know that I'm going to be excited and feeling ready to continue this journey and to keep it going with you. I will be thinking of all of you, and I hope that you will be thinking of me as well, sending prayers and good vibes. Um, have a great, great rest of your weekend. My son and his girlfriend and my baby girl are coming over. Uh, well, I think she's coming over. I'm not really sure. Are coming over tomorrow for dinner. Um, I'm going to cook. I've been in my kitchen for a few days doing preparatory work because I really want to have this meal. Not a last meal, just a meal of enjoyment and anticipation of good things that God is going to provide us with. God bless you all. Thank you for listening. Thank you for being part of this journey with me. And until our next episode, make sure that you reach out to someone. Love the people around you. Keep them close to your heart. Let them know that 
you care, even though you think about it all the time, sometimes we don't always make sure we vocalize that. Take care of yourselves. And until the next time, this is Marilyn from Heels to Wheels, My Cancer Journey and yours. Bye.